suffered a pretty much embarrassing loss to OKC in game number one of the second round of the playoffs. Not a good way to start. So, so much for those highfalutin ideas of the Lakers have found their success, found their groove, found their rhythm. Oklahoma City is going to be rusty and all that stuff was not the case. Um, Oklahoma City looked rested. They looked young. We looked tired. We looked old. Uh, was not pretty. Started out okay, I thought. We um, were doing pretty well at the end. Had a little bit of a lead, and then they went on. OKC went on a little push. Got about a 15-point lead, and then came out of halftime like they always do. And boom, went on another run, went up another 15, ended up at about 30, and pretty much kept there. Um, we were... After the second quarter, we were pretty, never pretty much in this game. Um, very disheartening, uh, but it's not like we didn't, you know, it's not like we didn't see it coming. Uh, it's not like we haven't talked about it, uh, how hard and what a huge challenge uh, Oklahoma City was going to be. And guess what? They are, to quote Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> we are. They are who they said they are. We were who they could be there. Pretty much, yeah. What am I saying? Who knows? Because they kicked our butts. There it is. Uh, we tied for the 12th worst loss in Laker history. So, you know, we got that going for us. Um, and we're pretty much never in this game past the, the first quarter. Now, first, first of all, before, you know, I, I, I'm not going to neg out like I did, you know, after game six. Um but I need to I need to give some some props. I think it's it's apropos and uh, give credit where credit is due. The um, the Oklahoma City fans are fabulous. I mean, they're so it's it's so great. Even even for opposing teams to to see a fan base that's that passionate, you know, and that supportive of your team. It's it's really nice. I mean, I gotta I gotta really gotta give it up to the OKC fans. I mean, and even like the with the treatment of. Uh, Meta World Peace, you know, they, of course, they booed him when he was introduced in the player introductions. I thought it was awesome that they played the Darth Vader theme when they introduced the team. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. That was kind of a hype. I think if you want to, it'd be, it'd be better, I think, if you played something a little bit more lame <laughs> for the other team's uh, theme music when they're getting introduced, because the Darth Vader theme's kind of cool. That was something you could get behind. Anyway, what was what I was saying was um, they definitely booed. Metal World Peace, um, when he was introduced, they booed him every time he caught the ball. And, you know, of course, of course they booed him because, you know, he elbowed James Harden. He got a concussion, had to miss games. So, but but the cool thing was they, they, they never got nasty about it. You know, they never, the majority of the people weren't, you know, mean and say you know, there, you, there's some, some arenas around the country that have some fans that are... <laughs> not cool per se you know with stuff that they say and about to to other players and there's some real not cool stuff that that gets said to players a lot of times and and 
the OKC fans, they didn't seem to to do that for the most part. They they booed him, you know, vociferously, and which which they should, you know. And as a fan, they had every every right to. So uh, the great thing for the Lakers, I don't think it affected him at all. He was still knocking down shots at the beginning of the game. That was nice to see. Um, but you know, Oklahoma's a good team. I've we've been saying it for for weeks now. That they're they're good. They're everything that Denver is, and but the, with more weapons. Um, I don't think they run. I don't think I don't. They didn't strike me as quite as fast as Denver was. Quite and and kind of blitzkrieg that that Denver would would put on us. They didn't seem that. They seemed a little bit more controlled, and obviously they they shoot better, or at least they did tonight. You know who who knows how long that's going to last. It's well, I'll, I'll get into that uh, in a second. Um, I thought I thought our bigs played well for the most part. Um, we seemed to control the boards for the most part, which was good. Uh, Andrew is still not hustling back. Big surprise there. Um, you know, we'll get a get an offensive play. We'll miss the shot. They'll get the rebound, and then he'll just kind of jog back. And he'll always be kind of like the first one to go back because he never because he's in the so far back anyway he's like usually sitting above the free throw line instead of practically in the paint and then he'll start jogging back and you just watch as every player on both teams just passes him as they run back to the other side of the court you know it's he he ain't going to change folks he he's going to have good games and he he didn't have as bad of a game as he did in in game 6 he was a little bit better he did some good things you know he didn't have a great game he wasn't dominant and and the only you know they have Kendrick Perkins, which is a he's a pretty good center, but he was obviously hurt. Didn't even play for a big chunk of the game, and we still couldn't dominate the middle. I mean, it's 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 kind of it's kind of ridiculous, you know. Hopefully that big long, <laughs> sorry, the big long powwow that Pow and uh, Andrew, pun intended, were having at the end of the game after everybody had already left. Hopefully is uh, addressing that how they can take over the take over the paint um because there's no reason there's no reason why we shouldn't i mean that's that's kind of ridiculous when 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 the only center you have is is, uh kendrick perkins and he's out and he's injured working at half strength at best then i mean you know come on um hey you know looking for positives (laughs) it was nice to see uh, josh mcroberts play a little bit of ball you know that was it was nice to see that uh, Goldlock actually got some time. I still don't know what he did to piss off Mike Brown, but it's glad to see him actually get some minutes out there. And he drained a three, which was nice. Um, not that it's going to matter. He's never going to play a minute. I, I'm not sure what he did. Maybe he said something about Mike Brown's mom or something, but he just... People have to die to get him playing playing time. Um should we? I don't want to labor it too much, but I'd like to touch on uh, on Devin Ebanks just a little bit, uh, dude. Grow up, you know. I mean, I don't. He, he seems like a good kid, you know, and he's been doing really well. But I mean, don't, don't be a punk, you know. I mean, seriously, what a what a baby. I mean, in, in my in my opinion, Coach Brown shouldn't let him play anymore for the rest of the season. I mean that that was just that's just ridiculous. I mean, how bad 
does that make us look as if we don't look bad already? You know, having the crap that Andrew pulled at the end of the season last year in our elimination game against Dallas, you know, and then he just goes and does the exact same thing, you know, for, for what, you know, as coming off the bench in garbage time, it's, it's, it was ridiculous. It just made us look so just ridiculous. I mean, no wonder we have so many haters out there, you know, but I mean, it kind of it kind of makes sense in a, in a in a weird way because you know, like I said, he did exactly what Andrew did at the end of the season last year. Well, when Andrew did it, was Andrew really disciplined for it? Did he take any heat from it other than in the in the meeting the sports media? No, not really. So if somebody does something, acts up, and there's no consequence to it, other people are going to act up too. You know, this is basic teaching slash child rearing you know it's it's it it's gonna keep happen and it's gonna keep happening unless somebody is made an example of and i think devin should be the example he should be made example of there needs to be uh, some sort of co- consequence for for behaving like a child storming off slamming the, the chair and then and then taking off your jersey is is the biggest thing i mean when when andrew did that last i was so so upset i'm like you you don't deserve to wear that jersey. If you're going to rip off your Laker jersey, then you can go wear another jersey, somebody else's jersey, because you don't deserve to wear the purple and, purple and gold. That's that's my reaction whenever somebody rips off their jer- jersey in, as they're throwing a temper tantrum after being booted out of a game. It's like, you know what? It's not about you. And <sighs> grow up, you child. That's kind of my take on that. So, and it kind of sucks because, like I said before this, I thought Devin, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good kid. And he does, you know, he's been playing well, but Jesus, talk about showing your uh, true colors there. But, but hopefully, hopefully he's smart. He's smarter than Andrew and he'll realize what a jerk, complete jerk face that he actually looks like now and makes the whole team look like and he'll come out and uh, and do something or at least say something or at least apologize or something to somebody, to the coaching staff, to the fans, to the team, I don't know, somebody, to the chair, <laughs> but I don't know, he'll probably do that because I, I think he's a smart kid and right now I, I think he's a dumbass, <laughs> so there you go. Um... One good thing uh, that came from the game, I, I actually found myself agreeing for once in like what I feel like is my entire life, agreeing with something that Charles Barkley said. I think usually he's uh, he makes idiotic statements, and it's just ridiculous. It's it's funny how ridiculous some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is. But I kind of agreed with one of the take that he had today in the post game, where he was saying that people need to chill out on the whole elbow thing you know and let it let it go you know i mean the whole thing with asking mwp is are you gonna shake harden's hand you know and i mean i i honestly think ron artest is trying not to stir up any controversy he's just not good at it so he ends up stirring more controversy i mean i think he was just trying to deflect that question and I mean, common sense. No, he's not going to shake his hand because they don't shake hands 
with everybody on the team at the beginning of the game. You know, sometimes people shake hands with the people that are on the, the court at the beginning of the game, meaning the starters. So there's no reason that a starter would go to shake hands with someone on the bench of the other team. And since Rod Harden comes off the bench, there would be no opportunity or reason for him to shake hands with him, which is, I think, the thought process that was going on, but he doesn't know how to say it. He just said, no, I don't shake hands with bench players. God. Dude, somebody just muzzle him and don't let him do interviews, because like at the at, before game one, he was he was trying so hard to just deflect everything. I thought he was doing a pretty good job, you know. And what do you what are your thoughts about the the quote that Kobe said? saying you're the only teammate that he can that he can depend on. I mean, what, what's he gonna say? You know, what do, what do you say to that? You know, so I thought it was good that he was like, I have no comment on that. I'm just here to play basketball. I have no comment on that. You know, and um, I thought he was doing a good job, but it's Bronner test slash metal world piece, so obviously you get him in the right frame of mind, he's going to say something stupid because the boy crazy. That's all there is to it. I'm glad he's on our team, but the boy crazy. So, uh, anyway, wh- one thing that I like to look at, I, I think it was it was nice to actually play a game against Oklahoma City and see what they're all about, see what they what they do, and see how they react in a playoff scenario. And um, I think we learned a lot. You know, we learned, obviously, what we already knew. They're a very good team. Um, They're incredibly energetic. Uh, They're youthful. They have great great guys who make shots. Um, They also have some weaknesses that kind of, I think, showed their faces a little bit, you know? I mean, one of their big weaknesses, which did not happen tonight, which is, is turnovers. I mean, they're, during, the, during the season, they're ranked 30th in turnovers. They usually average like about 15 turnovers a game. Um, tonight they had four, which was just it's ridiculous. It shows you it was just a golden, a golden night for them, you know, and, and they wrote it. Good for, good for them. All the shots were falling. They didn't get any turnovers, and, you know, they went out to a, to a big league. I don't think that's going to happen consistently because, you know, you are who you are. Just like I said, I don't think that Andrew's going to come and have fabulous games consistently because you are who you are. So I don't think they're going to have four turnover games very often in the series. And I think if we can ex- exploit that, I think we might have a shot. You know, they also seem to be pretty dependent on jump shooting, which... When your shot is falling, not that big of a deal. You're a jump shooting team. You're making your shots. Good for you. But we need to find ways of keeping that shot percentage down, that shooting percentage. If they can, if those shots stop falling so much, it's going to put them in a bad place because, like I said, they they don't really have a presence in the middle because of uh, Kendrick Perkins and his energy. So I think that's also something we need to exploit. So basically, if we can find a way to increase the turnovers and limit their jump shooting percentage, I think I think we would have a chance of beating these guys. You know, that's the chink in their armor that we need to exploit, you know? They have really no real presence in the middle. We have two 7-footers. Figure it out, you know? It's not it's not that hard to figure out. Knowing what to do is much easier than actually doing it because these are professional basketball players and they play extremely well. So a lot of times when you think you're going to do something, actually doing it 
shows itself to be harder than you thought. Um, but hey, that's why we play the game, and that's why you guys pay, get paid the big bucks. So hopefully uh, the coaching staff can find some ways to exploit those weaknesses. Um, I think they're very they're a very confident team right now, but if the shots somehow stop falling so much and we start getting some turnovers, I think it's they have more of a tendency than we do to kind of maybe get scared a little bit and have that, that doubt creep in their heads like, uh-oh, maybe this is not going to happen. Uh, but we have to play really, really well, and we have to play some much better defense to make that happen because um, they are experienced. They're an experienced team. They've been good for a few years now, and they've been kind of taking their licks and learning and learning from their mistakes for a few years. So I think they're they're pretty much ready right now. I know they feel they're ready. They believe that they're ready. Um so that's that's a dangerous thing. We have to I said before that if we if we come up every game with the same amount of energy and passion that we did in the game 7, we might have a chance. I don't think we came out with the same amount of energy and passion today. It wasn't bad. It wasn't extremely lackluster, but it wasn't passionate. And we got blown out. So there you go. I think the only way that we are going to have a chance is if we come out like it's game seven every every game. Can we do that? I don't know. I always go back to, you know, history shows us. Uh, probably not. But maybe we'll find a way to do it at the next game and we can steal one and take home court away. That would be that would be nice. Really important, especially because of the fact that when we come back to L.A., our two home games are back-to-back which uh, is really not good for us because we need those games at home. We need to be able to have those games at home and having playing Saturday after playing Friday on you know these old legs is it's going to be difficult. So it's it's a difficult task. We have a difficult task ahead of us, you know, and it's it's again, I'll say it again, it's not impossible. If we can find a way to do it, it would in my mind, it would make us the favorite. But let's not even talk about past this series uh, until we get past the series. Because for right for right now, this is the finals for us. This is this is it. This is the biggest challenge for the Lakers is this series against Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so that's the only thing we need to be worrying about right now. Um, so I think we still have it. I think there's th- there's like I said there's weaknesses that we can exploit there's lots of ways that we can play better um we just need to really bring it so let's support the team and hopefully they will find a way to do it in on wednesday night in oklahoma city (sighs) that would be a good thing because people people were excited i could sense i could sense it in the town today la was excited and and feeling hopeful like this is it this is the real task this is this is the challenge that we've been waiting for all season long, which it is. So if we come out with with fire and passion and an, and an improved game plan that specifically gives us tools to take advantage of the weaknesses that Oklahoma City has presented to us tonight, if we do all those things and we still lose, that's okay with me. That's okay. We you we can still hold our heads high that we gave everything we had. We just don't have 
a good enough team. And then we go to the to the general manager and we try to make the team better. But it's that has to be the only reason. It can't be uh, a lack of energy and a lack of passion and a lack of desire on the court. So there's the challenge to the team. And um, I think they know that. Um, they just need to do it. You know, let's see how bad you want this. You know, it's not an insurmountable obstacle. You know, it's just one game. Even though they embarrassed us, it's still just one game. So now that game is over, let's move on to game two and steal one from their home court. Okay? That's all we got to do, and that's all we need to be thinking about. So let's get that done. All right. Again, thanks thanks for listening. Hit me up. Ask Laker Lance. Find it at Twitter. Find it on Facebook. Go find us on iTunes. Um, let me know. Give me some feedback. Give me some topics. Give me some questions you want me to talk about. I may or may not do a podcast after the next game if we lose. I may be so uh, so depressed. Um, and then we have the two back-to-backs at home. Maybe we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how the Wednesday game goes. Um, we'll see if you guys want me to... to keep doing i know it's difficult doing podcasts after every game it's difficult for people to to keep up and listen to them because they come out fairly you know fairly often so i know i know that's hard and uh so i'm thinking maybe i might i might wait a little bit to the next one but if uh if you want me to do one after every game if you want me to keep doing that uh let me know if it doesn't matter then you know it doesn't matter but that's what i'm thinking it depends like i said it depends on how how the game goes um but i want people to be able to listen to the podcast and not feel like oh god another one i don't have time to listen to them so hopefully you're enjoying it i'm enjoying doing them i think it's a lot of fun um i love being able to get my my takes out and i, I really love the dialogue between other people and and me regarding the team that we all love which is the lakers and we want the team to be as best that we can be so Let's keep the support, keep supporting the team, keep listening to the podcast, and keep giving me your input. I love it. Thanks a lot. Thanks to you. And let's go, Lakers. Bye.